The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Publishing Today Radio, where aspiring authors, thought leaders, business owners, and others with a story to tell discover resources, helpful tips, and sage advice. Join Athena Dean Holtz, publishing industry expert, author, speaker, and independent publishing pioneer as she brings to the forefront experts who provide the information you need to succeed. And now, here's Athena. Well, welcome to Publishing Today, Clear Direction for a Changing Industry. This is Athena, and I am excited to be with you today. Uh, this is uh, the first show since the 4th of July, and so we're kind of going to go with that theme today for the show. So our topic is the power of publishing, purpose, and provision. And in honor of the 4th of July, I'm going to celebrate the Declaration of Independence in Publishing. We're going to discuss the positives and negatives of traditional publishing as well as independent publishing why you would self-publish, and more importantly, why you wouldn't self-publish. We're also going to address the power behind purpose and the right motives, along with some of the ways I've seen God provide funds for the publishing process. Now, in fact, if you want to just call or text a friend, have them tune in on voiceamerica.com. I would love to have as many people listening today as possible. Once they're at the site, all they have to do is type in Publishing Today into the search bar, and they'll be able to listen live. We are going to do something a little bit different today. I won't be interviewing anyone, but instead I'm going to share from my expertise 25 years, actually more like 28 years, in the publishing industry, and we're going to talk about some of the finer points on the power of publishing, purpose, and provision. So if you've just joined us, you're listening to Publishing Today. I'm your host, Athena Dean Holtz, and we're broadcasting on voiceamerica.com, the world leader in online media broadcasting and the largest producer and distributor of live Internet-based talk radio. You can connect with me on the web at Publishing Today Radio, on Facebook at Publishing Today Radio, on Twitter, my handle is Athena underscore on the air. And if you're listening live on the Voice America Variety Channel online at voiceamerica.com, I want to welcome you to our show today. And in the future, I'd love to have you download the Voice America app onto your smartphone so you can listen on the go. So, all right, let's get this show going. So in the spirit of independence, I would like to share Redemption Press's 4th of July celebratory post from Facebook and our blog. The Declaration of Independence in Publishing. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all Christian writers are created equal, and they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Among these are expression, 
freedom of speech, and the pursuit of publication. That to secure these rights, traditional publishers are established by men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the writers they publish. That whenever any form of publisher becomes limiting to these ends, it is the right of the author to alter or to abolish the limitations placed upon them and to take advantage of new opportunities to get his or her message into print, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to ensure their ability to communicate the message God has given them and ultimately bring the joy that results from doing so. With the preamble to the Constitution in mind and in the spirit of Independence Day 2015, Redemption Press proclaims the author's right to independence in publishing. We honor Christian writers and empower their independence by providing professional publishing services while leaving the rights and the profits with the author. We at Redemption Press celebrate and rejoice with all our authors this Independence Day over the brave steps they've taken to make their messages available to the world. We celebrate independence in publishing and invite you to join us with your next publishing project. Well, there you have it. Independence in publishing. I love that idea, and that idea has been around for a long time. And so we're going to start with discussing really kind of the positives and negatives of the two different types of publishing, traditional publishing and then independent or self-publishing. Well, first of all, let's look at traditional publishing. That's the kind of publisher uh, that you would think of, uh, the big New York publishers, the big uh, Thomas Nelson, Zondervan, the big Christian publishers, where they pay to publish your book. They buy the rights of your, so you're the talent and they own the content. And so the, the positives of working with a traditional publisher are that the publisher pays for everything. And now, okay, first I should say the publisher pays for the production of the book. They don't always pay for publicity. They don't always pay for a huge advertising campaign. They don't pay for you to go on the road and do a book signing tour. I mean, unless you're running for president, then maybe they do. But normally, the publisher pays for the production of the book, and they underwrite that cost. They also have typically have pretty good distribution throughout stores, bookstores, and the big box stores. And they definitely having a traditional publisher underwrite your project and put their name behind you and put uh, you into their stable of authors and their um, upcoming books has a level of credibility. So those are the main positives of working with a traditional publisher. Now there are some negatives. Uh, they retain the rights. So pretty much when you sign a contract with a traditional publisher, they now own the content which means they not only retain the rights, but they also retain all the creative and the editorial rights. 
which means they have the right to change whatever they want to change in your content, and that's their call, not yours, because you no longer own the content. They, because they're funding the project, they now have the right to do whatever they want with the cover, whatever they want with the editing. That content now belongs to them. They also will take anywhere between 18 months and two years to get your book into print. And it's not because it takes that long to actually go through the production process. It's because that's how far out they plan their titles. And so typically, you're looking at anywhere between 18 and 24 months to have your book into print. Now, there's I've heard some you know, on very few occasions where a traditional publisher will get the book out in a year. But typically, it's 18 months to two years. So there's a long runway before you have your book out. And they only pay a small royalty. If it's a, if you have a, just a standard trade paperback or hardcover book, you're looking at 10 to 18% of the net not the retail price of the net, which means if they sell most of the books through the distribution channels, you're going to get 10 to 18% of about 50% of your retail price. If you have a children's picture book, usually royalties are even smaller on that type because there's such high cost to print in color and to have all the illustrations. So usually that's between 6 and 10%, again, of the net. Uh, last point I'm going to make on the kind of the negative sides of traditional publishers and, and the way that that model works is pretty much they expect you to have a large platform and they expect you to be able to either <clears throat> prove to them that you're going to be able to move a lot of books through that platform so that they're investment in you is not as big of a risk as it would be if you didn't have a large platform. So there's an expectation there that is somewhat of a negative because if that's your platform and you've built it and you've got a huge following, they're still only paying you a small royalty even though you brought those readers to the table. They didn't go get them for you. Okay. So those are just some highlights. And in case you've just joined us, you're listening to Publishing Today, Clear Direction for a Changing Industry. I'm your host, Athena Dean Holtz, and we're broadcasting on the Voice America Network, the world leader in online media broadcasting, and the largest producer and distributor of live internet-based talk radio. And now we are back to our topic on the power of publishing, purpose, and provision. Okay. So let's do the same thing. Let's look at the positives and negatives of independent publishing. Well, first of all, the first positive uh, is that the author retains all the rights. So now you're not giving up the rights to your book. You're retaining them. And you that means you also retain the right to editorial and creative control. And that is a big deal, especially if, your topic is maybe controversial or it's, uh, you know, a little out of the box. You, you don't, when you independently publish, you don't have to worry about someone else uh, toning it down or um, 
watering down the message, you retain that editorial control, and that's very important. You also can get into print, gosh, under a year easily, sometimes under three months. It really depends on what level of editing you're going to go through in the process. But oftentimes, uh, if the manuscript is in a place where it's very clean and it's been edited already, uh, a lot of times we see authors getting into print in two to three months. And sometimes if there's a uh, event that's coming up that needs to be, uh, books need to be available for, uh, I've seen books ready in 45 days uh, and sometimes even quicker. So there's definitely a much better uh, opportunity to get product into your hands a lot quicker with independent publishing than with a traditional publisher. Then the last point I'll make on the positive end of indie publishing, independent publishing, would be that the author keeps the profits. You, because you're taking the risk, you're funding the project, you're taking responsibility for that project and for that manuscript and for getting it into publication, you are now the one who keeps the profits. So rather than making a small percentage if you've done it right, if you've done your homework and you are working with a company that isn't going to um, charge lots of money and build in lots of profits on your cost per copy of the book so that you get them at a good rate and you're able to have a, a nice markup when you sell them yourselves or when they sell through all the different channels, you're keeping the profits as opposed to a small royalty. And I'm going to tell a little bit later in the show just what that looks like because I've been on both sides of the fence so I know what it's like to re receive a royalty and to receive the profits and there's a big difference in those two numbers. So now the negatives of independent publishing would obviously be okay it's a risk the author has to pay the author has to fund the publishing which means I mean that's a big commitment. So, and we're going to talk about that later in the show. But not only do you have to fund the project, you know, you have to make all the decisions. And so that negative uh, aspect is, you know, you're responsible for the outcome of the project. And if you don't make good decisions, you can end up looking like not a very professional author if you don't make good decisions. So there's that negative. There's the whole um, idea that, uh, well, you know, some people think if they don't have a big name on the back of their book that they don't have any credibility. What I found is that's not necessarily the case at all. Most people who read a book don't really care who published it. Now, they're going to care if it's got a bunch of typos in it and if it looks schlocky, but if it is a class product excellent product and doesn't have a big name on the spine or on the back cover, that, I mean, to some, that might be a big deal, but to the majority, that is not an issue at all. So the whole idea of taking the risk and then having to market and having to think like a publisher and think like a business person, 
on what you're going to do with your project, those could be looked at as negatives. But really, boy, that's an opportunity for you to really grow and for you to do something that could really make a difference. So I don't really think there's a whole lot of negatives to independent publishing, except for definitely you do have the opportunity to make a fool out of yourself if you don't do it right. And so that could be a negative, but I, I would look at it more as a challenge to just make sure that you do it right and you do it with excellence. Okay, so the next thing we're going to talk about is the nine qualities of an excellent self-publishing company. And I'm going to quote um, Mark Levine, who wrote a book called The Fine Print of Self-Publishing. And uh, I have a little bit of history on the book that I want to share with you. But um, the first thing we're going to do is we are going to take a quick break. And we are going to be right back right after this. This is Publishing Today Radio again. Athena Dean Holtz, I'm your host, and we are talking about the purpose or the power of publishing purpose and provision. So don't go away. We'll be right back with you. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hi, this is Shannon Etheridge, relationship coach, speaker, and author of over 20 books, including the million-copy best-selling Every Woman's Battle series. It was over 15 years ago that I was struggling to navigate through this publishing world, and Athena Dean was one of the first people that I encountered in this industry. Now, we've stayed in touch ever since then because she was such an encourager then, and she's still an encouragement to me today. What a mover and a shaker for God's kingdom, and I have no doubt that Redemption Press is living up to its name. Has anyone ever told you you should write a book? Athena Dean Holtz here, and I've been involved in the publishing industry as an author, blogger, coach, and publisher for over 25 years. One thing I've found is everyone has a story. It just takes the right team to help get it onto paper and then into a book that has the potential to touch lives. Give us a call today. The toll-free number is 844-2-REDEEM. That's 844-273-3336. Like us on Facebook or visit our site at authorsincharge.com. We would love to walk with you through your publishing journey. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Right, we are back with Publishing Today, Clear Direction for a Changing Industry. I'm your host, Athena Dean Holtz, and we are talking today about the power of publishing, purpose, and provision. And we're still on the first part, the power of publishing, and we've talked a little bit uh, in the first part of the show about the difference between traditional publishing and self-publishing, kind of the positives and the negatives of both. Now what we're going to do is we're going to, I'm going to just quote uh, Mark Levine, 
who wrote a book called The Fine Print of Self-Publishing, Everything You Need to Know About the Costs, Contracts, and Process of Self-Publishing. And in this book, he critiqued a whole number of publishers, self-publishers, and uh, went through every single one with every single thing that they offered and, and broke down uh, all the different elements of their contract and how they operated and had some, you know, some critical things to say about a lot of companies and then some positive things to say. And uh, so I just want to take from chapter five, he talks about the nine qualities of a good self-publishing company. And these all come out of his work to really get in and understand all the fine print in all these different contracts so that the author is inevitably educated and in charge of their publishing experience. So here's what he had to say. An excellent self-publishing company should have the following. A good reputation among writers, fair publishing fees, generous royalties without any fuzzy math, and I'm going to go back and comment on these after I've read them all through, low printing costs and high production value, favorable contract terms, fair policy regarding the return of your book's original production files, fairly priced add-on services such as marketing and copyright registration, a standard offering of an ISBN, EAN barcode, and LCCN, which is, stands for Library of Congress Control Number, as part of any basic publishing package. And his last point is availability through at least one wholesaler and listings on major online retailers. Okay, so a good reputation among writers. That's a big, that's really a big deal because uh, there are some companies out there that if you really do your homework and you start asking around Christian writers groups and people who are in the industry, boy, if you do your homework, you'll find out that there are some companies that have big marketing and advertising budgets who have terrible reputations among writers because they've taken advantage of writers, they've not delivered on what they've promised, and all, I mean, so many areas of uh, uh, deception that can go on with companies in the way that they promise uh, what's what they're going to do with your book and usually end up oftentimes not delivering what they promise. So that is a very important thing, a good reputation among writers. Fair publishing fees. Um, there are really some, and, and I talk about this, I might want to add, uh, in the webinar that I created called uh, The Publishing Jungle, where I go through all the different companies, I even name names of different companies and how they operate and the prices that they charge and, and show some of the padding and the profits and the markups that these companies charge. So unfortunately, there are some companies that create these huge packages with all sorts of things and services in them that really are not worth anything. They're just fluff. They look good and they sound good, but they really don't turn into any sort of 
actual sales of the book. So fair publishing fees really need to be, I think, easily definable and and you really need you do need to compare and do your homework and not just take the first thing that comes along that sounds good because oftentimes there are uh, different elements in the packages and in the services that are overpriced and unnecessary and unneeded completely. Okay, generous royalties without any fuzzy math. What he found, uh, what Mark Levine found as he checked up on all the different publishers and looked at all of their royalties was that often there would be a lot of fuzzy math. They would mark up the author cost of the product and then they would minus that off of any money that came in for a sale and then they would give a percentage of what was left. So they were double dipping. Not only were they making a profit on the cost of the book that was printed to fill the order, but then they also took part of the royalties and kept them and only paid 50% or a 75%. Now, remember, when you self-publish, you're already paying up front. You're paying for it. So really, for them not to give you all of what's left after the sale is made is questionable. But uh, generous royalties without any funny fuzzy math, you should be able to understand clearly how the royalties and how the profits are paid out from the company to the author. A low printing costs and high production value. That's a big one. There's a lot of very reputable um, companies that put a lot of money into advertising. They're all over the Christian publishing space that for the authors give a very low discount on author copies and they set a very high retail price which makes you buying copies of your book to sell at any sort of um, speaking engagement or whatever very profitable for them but not at all very economical for the author. So that is a very important item to consider when you look at a self-publisher is what am I paying to print copies of my book that I own the rights to that I should be able to get at a, at a good printing rate. Favorable contract terms. Uh, boy, you got to make sure that they're not roping you into uh, committing the next number of years or number of titles to them. Um, really, uh, the contract's very important to read through and make sure that they're not tying you up and taking away the rights that you should have when you self-publish. Because if you're self-publishing, you should have all the rights to everything, and that actually moves into the next uh, item that he mentioned, fair policy regarding the return of your book's original production files. There are some self-publishers out there that will charge $750 for each file. If you want the text file, which means the original, which means InDesign, which is a, a 
software that's used to typeset a book. For you to get your InDesign files, you have to pay $750. And for you to get the cover files, you have to pay $750. Okay, that's just wrong. So very, very important that the contract says that you're able to have your files for free or very little to get them accessed and provided to you. Fairly priced add-on services such as marketing and copyright registration. Um, there's so many different options out there that are, uh, wow. I mean, I talk about one on my uh, webinar where one publisher charges 56 or $5,600 or $6,000 for a one-minute book trailer just because they make a promise to uh, send a copy of it to a film producer in hopes that they'll take the rights and make it into a movie, which is highly unlikely. Where the same product with the same quality and everything else to it through us is $1,300. So a huge difference in price for something. So the point there, fairly priced add-on services. That's so important to make sure that they're giving you um, not... It, this should not be an, an experience that is just a cash cow for the publisher. It needs to be good for the author. Now, in case you've just joined us, you're listening to Publishing Today, Clear Direction for a Changing Industry. I'm your host, Athena Dean Holtz, and we're broadcasting on the Voice America Network, the world leader in online media broadcasting, and the largest producer and distributor of live Internet-based talk radio. So we are back to our topic on the power of publishing, purpose, and provision. And I'm going through Mark Levine's Fine Print of Self-Publishing in Chapter 5. He talks about the nine qualities of a good self-publishing company. And actually, I'm reading from the list of an excellent self-publishing company. And we're going through each one of these. I'm down to the last two, which I'll just make a quick comment on. A standard offering of ISBN... EAN barcode, Library of Congress control number, those should be part of the package, absolutely. And uh, what you're paying for those should be clearly outlined. And then availability through some online wholesalers and resellers. I mean, I've talked to people who've paid a ton of money to get their books published by a self-publisher, and then they have absolutely no distribution at all, not even on Amazon, which is crazy. So that is a very important that a book, if you're paying to self-publish, that you have distribution. I would say if you're a Christian author, it needs to be available through Christian channels as well as the general market channels. All right. So uh, let's just talk about, uh, uh, for the last part of this segment, let's talk about why would you independently publish? What would be the reason for you to do that? Well, number one, you might have a speaking ministry or a, a ministry that you need the product as a resource. You need to have those at your speaking engagements. You need them for the ministry that you do, that where maybe you have people all across the country and they need the resource. You might have a platform and it may need to be expanded. You might have met with a royalty publisher at a uh, an editor or an agent at a conference and they told you, your, your platform's just not big enough. You need to 
increase and expand your platform. That's another reason. Because having a book in print, as long as it's a good book, it's well done, it's professional, it's going to open doors for you for new speaking engagements, for all sorts of new opportunities, which then enables you to expand your platform. You might not have a platform at all, and you know that that's what you you need to do. You want to build a platform and a following so that you can, at some point down the road maybe, prove yourself to a traditional publisher. That would be another reason that you want to independently publish. Maybe you have a plan to brand yourself as an expert on your topic. That would be another reason to self-publish and independently get your book into print. You might want to tell the story of your ministry or your business. What a great way to do it. So much better than giving someone a business card. If you could give them a book that shares the story of how your business started or how your ministry started and some of the fruit from the ministry, that's a great, great tool and resource to have available. Or maybe it's simply to minister to others. And there's you have no uh, plan or no goal or no uh, agenda to make a name for yourself or brand yourself or do, you know, build a big platform or anything. Maybe this is just about, you know, God's given you this message and you need to get it into print so that it can minister to others. And that, my friend, is probably the best reason for you to independently publish. Now, why should you not independently publish? Because there are some really good reasons for you not to do it. And we're going to, in the next three minutes, we're going to kind of count down those reasons. Why you should not self-publish or independently publish, I would say if you're not teachable, If you don't have a teachable spirit and you're not willing to learn from the process of creating an excellent product, then I I really don't think you should self-publish. If you're not willing to be critiqued and you're not willing to hear a professional tell you, you know, this could be said a lot better and here's how you should do it and here's why the way that you're saying it doesn't do what it's supposed to, doesn't communicate what it should, if you're not willing to hear that and willing to be critiqued and grow from it, then you probably shouldn't independently publish. If you're not willing to take professional advice and trust people who have your best interest in in mind and have a background of producing excellent product, If you're not willing to take professional advice from them and you're just going to blow it off and do what you want to do anyway, then I would say don't self-publish. It's probably a better idea for you to not. You know, if here's another one that I just think this is true in life, but so much so in the publishing industry. If you can't do anything without playing the God card. And what I mean by that is if you can't just say, you know, I think this is where God's leading me or I think this might be what God's showing me. If you have to always say, God told me to do this or God told me to write it this way or God told me you were going to publish my book or God told me the cover should be like this. 
See, if you always play the God card, then nobody, you give no one room to say, um, uh, well, maybe you should rethink that because then you're forcing them to say, uh, don't listen to God. Okay, so I just want to encourage you, and, and this is an encouragement for your entire life. Be willing to say, you know, I think this is the way God is leading me, or I think this is what God wants me to do with this chapter or this, the way I am writing this, or the way I think the cover should be, or any of those things. If you can come from a humble attitude of, I'm thinking this is what God wants me to do, but I'm will I'm open. I'm willing to receive direction. Um, that'll go. You'll go way. You'll just. I think God will bless your efforts if you have that heart and that attitude. And really, um, if you don't want to put out a product that's excellent and that really does glorify God by being the best that it can possibly be, then you just make the rest of us look bad. The rest of us who independently publish and self-publish, if you don't do those things and you just end up putting out a product that is not been proofed, not been edited, not been uh, professionally critiqued and, and made to be the best it can be, then really... I just like to ask you to not self-publish because I would really like to see independent publishing and self-publishing continue to grow in stature and excellence and credibility rather than go the other way, which it has because it's so easy to get published these days. So, okay, that's my rant for uh, the second segment of the show. And... Um, Okay, we're going to take another quick break and then we'll be right back and talk more about the power of publishing purpose and provision. But the next segment, we're going to wrap up with purpose and provision. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Ever thought about writing a book to tell your story, inspire others, or fulfill a calling in your life? Putting your words on paper is a frightening yet thrilling process that can result in untold lives being touched. The professionals at Redemption Press will walk with you through the process of creating a product you will be proud of. My book was extremely personal, very close to my heart, my baby. From the first call I made to Redemption, Athena and her staff tended to this child like it was their own. My manuscript was very involved, including not only text, but also photographs of my artwork. My project manager was so patient and helpful. She was in it for the long haul. Whether it was through phone calls or emails, every staff member at Redemption involved in the publishing process made me feel like I was a person and that my book was their priority. Give Redemption Press a call today at 844-2-REDEEM. Like them on Facebook or go to AuthorsInCharge.com for more information. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com
All right, we are back with you, Publishing Today Radio, and we are talking about the power of publishing, purpose, and... Okay, we're going to start that again. Three, two, one. Segment three. All right, we are back talking about the power of publishing, purpose, and provision. So let me just give you a little bit of background on my own story of publishing. Back in 1985, yeah, actually it was 1986, I was in full-time ministry working with Vietnam veterans and their family members. Our executive director uh, wrote a book called Nam Vet for Vietnam veterans, Nam Vet, Making Peace with Your Past. He um, wrote a manuscript that needed a lot of work, but it had a really good foundation. And it was something that was a resource that we actually needed for Point Man Ministries. We needed for the groups all across the country. We had a market. We needed the product, but we could not get a publisher to pick it up. We had letters out to all these publishers. No one would pick it up. So we finally had someone help us. Uh, He designed the cover. He did a total rewrite of the manuscript to get it to where it needed to be so that it would be an excellent product. Um, He had it typeset, got us an ISBN number, said, hey, I can help you. I can get you 10,000 copies for a buck a piece. And for a 150-page book, that sounded good to us. We knew we were going to probably sell it for about $8. So, um, And we knew we needed that kind of quantity. And back then, they didn't have any options as of print-on-demand. So we had to kind of trust God that, okay, if this was the way we were going to go, he would provide the, the money for us to do that. And that is exactly what happened. Uh, within about a week, someone had uh, shared with someone who shared with someone who shared with someone. And uh, a guy walked in the office and said, I heard you have a need and that you need to get this book published. And um, I'm willing to underwrite it. And he wrote a check for the entire thing. Which was just, I mean, that was just God providing for something that he wanted to have happen. And we then published 10,000 copies. We went through all of them in two years. And uh, we're actually down to one case. When we were uh, sitting in the green room waiting to be on the 700 Club to talk about the Veterans Conference that we were part of. And uh, we met a guy who had... Uh, it was in the music industry, but he understood post-traumatic stress. He understood he had been a cop and so understood critical incident stress, was impressed with our sales numbers, and said, you know, I think I could sell this to a publisher. So he um, basically took a copy of the book. The next weekend was the National Religious Broadcasters Convention. He went and approached on the very last day while, while they were tearing down the booths, He approached uh, Larry Libby, who was the senior editor at Multnomah at the time, and said, you know, this book has sold 10,000 copies in the last two years. I'd like you guys to consider publishing it um, and picking up the rights. And he said, okay, I'll check it out. Read the book on his way home on the airplane. Just so happened his brother was a Vietnam veteran. So uh, definitely a God thing. He uh, got back to Oregon and called our... um, who was Rob was acting as an agent, really, and uh, called him up and said, we want the book. They uh, revised the cover, uh, did a little bit of tweaking on the content, very little, 
but relaunched the book from Multnomah in 1988. And that sold 40,000 copies through Multnomah before they took it out of print. And uh, the rights were given back to uh, the author. And uh, today, it sold in excess of 150,000 copies. So the interesting part of that story is the 10,000 copies that we went through in two years, we probably gave away a couple thousand, sold 8,000. From those 8,000 copies, the ministry made $40,000. Okay? So that's about $5 a book. The 40,000 copies that Multnomah sold over the next eight years made the ministry $21,000 or 50 cents a copy. $40,000 or $5 a copy for the self-published version and $21,000 or 50 cents a piece for the traditionally published version. $5.50. cents. $5.50, which is better. Yes, we t- had to take a bigger risk. Yes, we had God had to provide that $11,000 to publish those 10,000 books. But look at the difference. I mean, we lived on that. Over that two years, we lived on that money. The ministry needed that $40,000. That was an incredible provision of God. And publishing with Multnomah was an incredible provision of God because we didn't save any of that money, so we didn't have any money to reprint. (laughs) But the point is, we got a chance to see what it was like to be on both sides of the fence. And, you know, I've had lots of authors over the years that I've helped start with independent self-publishing and end up being picked up by a royalty publisher only to end up coming back to do more self-publishing with me because they liked the independence. They liked being able to retain all the rights. They There were some areas of independent publishing that just were far outweighed what they got out of traditional publishing. So it's been fun over the years to see people do that same thing. Some had the intention and the plan, that's what they were doing this for. They were self-publishing so they could prove themselves to a publisher so that it could get picked up by a traditional publisher. And that's exactly what happened. And some of them actually continued on to get many, many other books published by different Thomas Nelson, Bethany House. I've I've had um, authors picked up by all the biggest publishers. And then many who had a chance to get picked up by a publisher and said, you know what? I don't want I don't even want to do that. I want to stay self-published and retain the rights and retain the control and retain the profits. So, uh the interesting thing was it just happened for us being in the ministry we needed product. We didn't pub- we didn't self-publish with a plan to get picked up by a royalty publisher. That was not our plan. That was not our agenda. It just happened. And it was a great experience. So we had a very positive self-publishing experience. That's what got me started in the publishing industry. That experience. Because I saw what it took to go from a quality self-published product to a royalty publisher and experienced both sides of the fence 
and the positives and the negatives of both sides. So it was a great experience and one I wouldn't trade at all. But let me let me also say this. If your motive, if your purpose for getting published and getting into print isn't purified, um, then you know what? It's not going to be the experience that it needs to be. Um, over the years, I've seen people, uh, they wanted to get published because they want to make a million dollars. They want to get their book into print so that they could see their name in the lights. They wanted to get their book in print because they wanted to right a wrong and they were going to show uh, how wrong this parent was for doing this to them or this sibling was for, or this ex-husband was. Um, or, I mean, I've, I even had a lady come to me and wanted to publish her book where she was exposing a denomination who, uh, you know, they ended up losing as pastors for many years. They ended up losing their retirement because they invested it in a place that was not um, credible. And they got, they got taken as a denomination, and so all the pastors and, and their wives were left with no retirement. Well, she had so much unforgiveness and bitterness in this manuscript that we just couldn't even, I, I just wasn't even willing to, to help her uh, get it out there because it just didn't feel right that she hadn't dealt with that unforgiveness. And I mean, God's sovereign. If he allowed that to happen, there was a lesson to learn and it wasn't just to write a book to bash uh, the indiscretions of others. So my point there is Ask God to purify your motives so that your purpose in publishing is to glorify Him, is to minister to others, is to get the message out that God's given you in a way that will glorify His name. Not, it's not about you. It's not about me. Uh, getting a work into print and out to the people who need to read it is about being obedient to what God's called you to do. So, over the years and the many times I've been on editorial panels where they've, you know, the question has been asked, what should I write about? And different editors would talk about, well, look at the trends and see what's hot and this is what you should be writing on. And they'd give advice like that, professional advice. And it would come to my turn and I'd always say, you know what? Whatever God's given you a passion to write about and whatever's in your heart that he's put there that's important for you to share with others, that's what you should write about. Not just what's going to sell. Because that's, I mean, we're talking about kingdom work. So ask God to, to really purify your purposes and your motives for publishing. I just think that's such an important key to the whole process. And there's power in that. Now, in case you've just joined us, again, you're listening to Publishing Today, Clear Direction for a Changing Industry. I'm your host, Athena Dean Holtz, and we're broadcasting on the Voice America Network, the world leader in online media broadcasting, and the largest producer and distributor of live internet-based talk radio. Okay, so the last part, provision. Let's talk about the power of provision. I believe that if this, if you have a book and God has given you a message, then, and if this is the way he wants you to go, if he wants you to go independent and self-publish, then he will provide the funds. And today, there's so many ways that you can do that, that we didn't have available 25 years ago or 28 years ago when we were publishing. I mean, God had to 
move that man to walk in the office and be generous and give us that money to underwrite that publishing project. But boy, these days you've got uh, um, crowdfunding, you've got different online sources where you can set up an account and fundraise to your heart's content and have people pre-pay for their copy of the book that you're going to publish. There's so many ways to do it. And obviously, we experienced one way. I've had other authors who have ended up with insurance claims they didn't know they were that were coming. Other authors that have had um, settlements that came through. Uh, I mean, just crazy thing. Inheritances they didn't know were coming. Uh, I had one person who somebody gave her a raffle ticket to a chamber of commerce event. And it was for a kitchen remodel makeover worth $15,000. And when she got to the event, she wasn't even planning to go, but someone gave her the ticket, so she went. Turned out they didn't sell enough tickets, so the the kitchen remodel $15,000 deal was off. But they just gave the winner whatever was in the pot, all the money that came from that um, raffle. She won it. It was like $4,273 or something like that. It was exactly what she needed to be able to have her book edited and published uh, with the company that I was with at the time. So how amazing is that? That God would provide in such a crazy creative way. So I just believe that that is what God wants to do. He wants to, if this is his will for you, then there's all sorts of ways that he can provide the funds. And I just always seem to to tend towards, well, gosh, Lord, if this is what you want me to do, then how do you want to do it? And how do you want me to participate with you? Do you want me to just get on my knees and pray and, and, and just know that you're going to provide through someone? Do you want me to get the word out through all my friends and family on Facebook that I'm going to do this and this is how much I need to raise? How do you want me to do it? So, I just hope that encourages you to, if this is the way to go, if independent publishing is the way that God is moving you with the book that you have that's been birthed from him, then I'm just going to encourage you to believe him to provide for you because I have seen it over and over and over and I know he can do it. He's done it for me. He's done it for many, many, many authors over the years. And so I know he can do it for you. So there is power in publishing in purpose and motives, and in provision. And I just want to encourage you to really be listening to whatever God wants you to do with that manuscript that you're working on, and I hope we can be part of the process with you. So it is time to wrap up this show of publishing today. It's been great to share my story with you. Join us next week for another show full of helpful resources and information on publishing. This is Athena Dean Holtz for Publishing Today Radio, brought to you by Redemption Press. Have a great week until we're back with you again next Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, here on the Voice America Network. Thank you for tuning in to Publishing Today Radio. Be sure to join your host, Athena Dean Holtz, again next Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Enjoy the rest of your weekend.